In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas. Hi, my name is Aiko Fukushima, and you're listening to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. You know, I want to talk about, you know, mom is a piano teacher, dad has worked or worked at Yamaha. I mean, I almost feel like you had no choice but to grow up as a musician, right? I mean, I mean, you you have yeah, you, sort of. a, you know, it's like you're in this and how do you know that i'm i'm surprised that you know this my secret but i try to do my homework i try that's very amazing thank you so much thank you so much so were they were they like super supportive were they did they i don't want to say force right because i feel like like Mm -hmm. in in another world where parent like um, a child who has parents that are like coaches or Mm -hmm. athletes they're almost made to do this sport did Mm -hmm. you feel like did you feel like if you said no to music they would have been okay with it um maybe not i didn't know what what else to do sort of almost and the place the city that i grew up was a headquarter has a headquarter of yamaha and the piano maker kawaii and the suzuki which makes a bunch of um small instruments right right so it was very musical it is very musical city and kids are super competitive too kids and parents are very competitive too. So we had a really great uh, musical education from early on. And everybody was, and the Yamaha had this amazing system that it, if they're good at writing music, they will send you to, they will just group them and send you to um, world tour and uh, recordings and all that kind of stuff. So it was very um, high quality. Like we had the high quality music education. Yeah, it sounds like it was it was pretty serious. Um, is it kind of good mm-hmm. in a sense because, you know, being a musician oftentimes can get very expensive. Did you find that your dad's position um, mm-hmm. at, at Yamaha provided maybe, I don't want to say a discount, but you had <laughs> easy, easier access to mm-hmm. instruments? I don't know. Yeah, maybe for the Yamaha, yes. Yeah, yeah. for the instrument, yes, for sure. My, my mom had the grand piano and also... My husband thinks it's really funny, but Yamaha used to make everything that you can think of. They made a bathtub, and they made, they made a, <laughs> the door, and kitchen, kitchen systems. Not just a motorcycle; they yeah. they made everything. So, everything, yeah. So we we went to Yamaha resorts for vacation, and yeah, our, my parent, my parents' door, like a and entering door is still yamaha and they made really high quality stuff too like yeah furniture sure. too it was the first 18 years of your life in japan or was it longer uh it was a little bit longer i went to uh university in japan too and oh, i okay. came to berkeley college of music after i graduated from university Oh, I didn't know you went to university in Japan. I thought you just went to high school in Japan and then made your way over to Boston. I didn't know there was a there was a step in the mm-hmm. middle there. Mm-hmm. There was a step in the middle that I and I I became very in, into jazz music 
when I was in the university, which was, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I, I was studying classical music, but I start, started to be more into jazz music and I was playing too. Classical jazz, and you're even in a Latin mm-hmm. band, right? Yes, yes, Latin band, and we toured and we played for schools. So our like our like concert was at the eight a.m. in front of kids. Wow, wow! How did you like Berkeley? It was really great. I had a really great opportunity to study with um, uh, artists in residence, and I got to know somebody like Jay Chataway, who was. Uh, a composer for Star Trek, right at the time, and uh, and many other opportunities. So it was really great. I got to uh, compose for orchestra, like a jazz orchestra, and I conducted the orchestra at um, at school, and that was really a big uh, opportunity for me. And I recorded the music to go to Henry Mancini Institute, which. Doesn't exist anymore, but uh, that was a really great opportunity. So that um, I got into Henry Mason Institute as a, one of the composers. Yeah, when it comes to training, I feel like you've done everything you can do. Like there's no other. There, I feel like there's no other. I mean, we're always learning, right? But I feel like you, mm-hmm. your training yeah. is huge. Um, when, when you came over from Japan, any homesickness? Mm-hmm. Were, were, did you miss home at all? No, I didn't have time to miss home because I couldn't really understand what was going on in the class because my English was so limited and I recorded everything. And I, the only thing that I could think of is that, oh, do, do I have homework for next week? Because I couldn't catch what was going on. So I just, that was the only thing that I had to make sure to ask some people around me. But I somehow got through the school by uh, studying a lot and I didn't I really didn't have time to miss home because I had a lot to do so it was really hard to catch up yeah do you think if your major was something different say if you went to another school say if you went to a law Mm -hmm. school do you think the language (laughs) barrier because music is universal Mm -hmm. right it's like math it's like math right you know Mm -hmm. so 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 do you feel like if it was the the language barrier would have gotten in your way Mm -hmm. Uh, because I feel like that is so tough to go to another country to be yeah, in another place, true. you know, mm-hmm. and, to, and to have to almost conquer that obstacle in addition mm-hmm. to what you're doing in the classroom, that has to mm-hmm. be so tough, Aiko, doing that, um, conquering mm-hmm. that language barrier. Did you find yourself mm-hmm. frustrated on, on a lot of occasions? Yes, but uh, you're right that the music really helped because I could play jazz and I was playing piano. So I was jamming with those people that I didn't really know, but I could play I I was pretty okay with as a improviser, right. so I could just uh, join the jam session, and they'll be like, "Oh, cool, cool," like you know those kids, like eighteen years old or something. You know, I yeah, was yeah. a little older than them, but uh, they kind of accepted me and respected me because I I could play and I could jam with them. So that was really I really found that uh, music was could be the language that you can communicate with other people, which was surprising to me and very interesting and fascinating to me. 
That's awesome. How did you come to, to learn to, to learn the language? Because that is very difficult. How did you how did you do it? Was mm. it was it research? Was it watching television? Was it I mean people have all sorts of ways they learn the language. How did you learn? By just making mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, like anything else. <laughs> like anything yes. like, like music too, right? I mean that's how you Yeah, that's come, true. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that is just phenomenal. Were your parents proud of you when they saw what you've done? You came to the states. Your parents had to be super proud of what you what you accomplished, right? Just going to they, yeah, they are they are proud of me. And but the you know all the Asian parents, like especially mom, and they're like, oh, we could do more. You could do more, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> so. the the idea that settling is never okay. Like you, there's always another level that you can get to. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What What does your husband think of 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 your career and what you do? Is he? Oh, um, no, he's good. No, he's he's also a composer. So we help oh. each other and uh, we encourage each other and we are, we criticize each other and <laughs> so it's really good that we work in the same field so that uh, we understand the you know we understand what it takes to do this work because it can be really hard especially around the deadlines so yes my, my husband is pretty established uh film composer as well yeah yeah did you find um it's harder it's hard for a female uh in this world mm-hmm. of i mean there's not i've had many composers on the show um mm-hmm. there are not a lot of female i mean maybe there are and they mm-hmm. haven't had the opportunity do you feel mm-hmm. like a, do you feel like that's a different a difficult position to be in do you feel like it's a uphill battle at times yes um i think that because more there are more male composers mm-hmm. that uh, it will be hard for the clients or people producers directors to trust that the women can do things like any other kind of job that uh, um, we have and also that doing the film composing or um, writing music for film or tv it's like a really kind of hard with the timeline and everything and also a lot of money too so it's hard to gain the um trust that's the yeah so that's the only thing and but it this right now is really great for the female composers to rise up and there are more female composers who are doing a bigger job so it's really great time for female composers to be working right now uh who's a composer it doesn't have to be female um who, mm-hmm. who's a composer because i think you your strength is piano you, you have a lot of strengths but obviously piano is mm-hmm. big for you uh, when, mm-hmm. when i th- when i think of piano i always think of thomas newman i don't know why i, oh, yes. uh-huh. I mean there's mm-hmm. nothing that that man can't do on a piano who's a composer outside of your husband that you admire <laughs> <laughs> That I I I I worked for Laura Cartman uh, as an assistant for a short while, and I really admired her as a very unique kind of. She has unique voice, and she is very strong and also very funny. And she has the humor, and she's really super talented. And her knowledge in music is really really. Um, big and i really admire her and respect her as a composer 
Uh, let's talk about uh, your work, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Speaking of unique and different, mm -hmm. uh, Samurai Rabbit, what a wonderful score that is. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, 10-episode series Netflix uh, has, for mm -hmm. those listening or watching, it has Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Roots. It's got... Mm -hmm. It's a really fun, fun uh, show that that really you get lost. Oh, and I, I, yeah, I love it. Um, so, so let me ask you. Um, I, mm -hmm. Again, speaking with many composers, I get the impression you don't have to agree mm -hmm. or disagree. That mm -hmm. Scoring TV versus like scoring a movie or scoring a documentary is so much work. I mean, they're all a lot of work, but TV, yeah. right? Ten episodes—that's a lot of music that you have to pump mm -hmm. in. You know. Yeah. So I feel true. like. It, it, and I was talking to a composer the other day where he was like, you know, mm -hmm. there's sometimes people want me to put music in the place of dialogue. And it's like, now I'm pumping mm -hmm. out twice as much as I should have been. So mm -hmm. just talk about that. I go just the idea of, of composing for television and the difficulties that, I mean, obviously the opportunity is wonderful, but the work mm -hmm. itself, how, how difficult that can be. It can be really hard because of the schedule at the end of the, my time that I was working for, on Summer Rabbit, it was like I had to finish everything in two weeks, sort of from the start to wow. end. They were saying that, oh, this is crunchy schedule, sorry, but but the everything because of COVID and all, COVID also affected affected their schedule too. That they sometimes had to um, uh, stop the stop the production because of COVID, because animation studio was had to close for a while or something they had a couple of stops like that so and the composer's job comes at the very last and but they still needed to make the deadline for netflix so that was a little bit difficult but um it was really difficult but it was a interesting challenge and also the animation i find it really more like if you are writing for film like a drama or something, let's say, it will be, you can cover the ground faster and longer, but if you are writing for animation, animation just changes every 10 seconds or right. every you know, 20 seconds, it's just a changes so often that the, that was a challenge. How many hours a day are you, so with that quick of a turnaround, how many hours a day are you pumping of your own time to, 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 to oh, get done? Like a a lot, <laughs> a lot yeah like most I, I, of the day i'm trying to look i'm trying to think of how i bet you you're you're composing a good 18 something in that ballpark hours i mean it's mm. got to be a ton of time you know yeah it was but, uh, but you're right you do come out of something like this feeling rewarded right because it's so hard mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and if it's just another feather in your cap right you accomplish this mm -hmm. there's there's nothing that you couldn't do Mm -hmm. Yeah, I um, I quickly found that this is my the, this show was like my dream job because I could get I could use my Japanese sensibility and my Japanese background and also the knowledge for the Japanese traditional instruments and I could record I was recording Japanese traditional instruments like in LA and also Switzerland in New York and also Spain and so that was really great opportunity and I was kind of I felt really, really like honored to be on this project so right. that I can represent my culture. Were those hard to find those instruments, those traditional Japanese instruments, were those hard to find? It was very hard because the, those Japanese traditional instruments, they will those people that who are master at those instruments, they are they 
it's like a lifetime of their work. Wow. And so, some of the people I, I maybe won't agree with um, playing something like I write. It's too commercial. It should be more traditional and more serious, and it has to be a certain way. So I, I needed to, to find somebody that who can play really well and also record well too, because we are having them record in their home studio most of the time. So because of COVID and all that. So I mean, uh, when you get away, so you know, we mm -hmm. talk about how much work you put in, how hard you work, and that's that's established. Mm -hmm. But what mm -hmm. do you do? What what do you do in your own life to get away from it? Like, what do you do? What do you consider fun in your life? Where you say, you know what, enough with work. I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm I'm gonna do this. What what do you do to to take your mind off of work? Is there anything any a hobby you love, a activity you love? That's something? a good question. Um, I love to spend time with my daughter, and this project was really great. I um, I have a daughter who's nine years old, and she loved this show, watching this show, and she memorized everything because I was listening and watching so many times, and she could just. She memorized all the lines and all the jokes and everything. <laughs> so I, I love to spend time with her. And I love to go out the, in the nature whenever I can to uh, take the mind away. And also, I, list, I like to listen to music so that I can get inspired. Wow. Um, you know, your daughter must be so proud of her mom that made the music for this great <laughs> show that she memorized. I mean, how cool is that, right? That's such a great moment. <laughs> Yes, it was so really proud. great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, you mentioned a couple of questions. Thank you for all this time. Um, you mentioned music that you listen to. What do you listen to? A specific band or composer? What do you listen to in your in your downtime? Um, good question. <laughs> My kind of uh, go to person is Pat Metheny. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I really respect him as a musician and yeah. also a writer and i i like i i still like and i i love jazz and also i love classical music i like to listen to tchaikovsky is my rock star as a <laughs> uh, classical composer tchaikovsky and rachmaninoff they are like the and the rebel they are the masters and i, I really love to listen to their music and get inspired but the oh. when i'm out of ideas, I just listen to Padmatini or somebody that it will excite me, like every time, and also creativity and kind of crazy ideas that they have. And I like Chris Tilly, who is a Mandarin player, is amazing, and I I love Bernardo. Yeah, mostly jazz and classical music. Very cool. Uh, last question. Mm -hmm. I know I know you worked on mm -hmm. District Nine, Contraband, The Mummy. Mm -hmm. um, Talk about what th that experience did for your career, what you learned there, um, how much that mm -hmm. meant to your whole process. It was really good to work on those. Um, as, as an orchestrator, I worked on some movies. And it was really great to learn how to how composers work and how composers write and to, uh, their, to learn their craft and how they... And emphasize the scene, emphasize the story. That's I learned a lot from that experience working as an orchestrator. 
Yeah, very cool. Um, what is around the corner for you? Is there anything you could throw out there? Any future projects you have going on? Is there stuff that you that you can't say? What's what's on around the corner for you? I, I think I will be doing uh, some uh, short film for Disney and also some Christmas movies, as nice. you do. <laughs> nice. So, the, and I'm doing some independent projects right now. Oh, very cool! Right uh, you're yeah. so you're so talented. I'm so excited for what's around the corner for oh, you and you, um, big fan Aiko. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you, Derek. I really appreciate it. Have and, a wonderful- uh, I will look. Yeah, I will look forward to listening to your more more of your uh, podcast. Oh, thank you for that. Um, and nothing but uh, health and happiness for you and your family. And you too. Take Thanks, care, Derek. Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available, www.mmcpodcast.com.